Hello and welcome to another episode of One Star Bazaar. We watched the movies critics hated in search of the unfairly underrated. This week's episode is the movie Wild Hogs. It came out in 2007, directed by Walt Becker, written by Brad Copeland, and it stars John Travolta, Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, William H. Macy, Ray Liotta, and Marissa Tomei. This movie has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 27% on Metacritic. Here's what some critics had to say. Claudia Puig of USA Today said, This movie stinks of exhaust and desperation. <laughs> Which is pretty harsh, I feel like. I guess we'll see. Clever pun, though. Yeah. The motorcycle exhaust. Yeah. Yes. Stephen Ray of the Philadelphia Inquirer said, Wild Hogs isn't as jaw-droppingly awful as its trailers suggest. And Bill Zwecker of the Chicago Sun-Times said, This is just another waste of time I'd really hate for you to undergo and pay for. That's, that's actually very harsh. So, like, luckily for us, we are not paying for it. Right. We are you paying with our time. <laughs> yes, we are going to pay with our time. Here's the brief synopsis from IMDb. A group of suburban biker wannabes looking for adventure hit the open road, but get more than they bargained for when they encounter a New Mexico gang called the Del Fuegos, which means of the fires. Okay, so... It's, it's pretty nondescript, I feel like. Like, that could be anything. Anything could happen. That's true. That's basically, like, any road type comedy from the last 20 years, right? That's like a describing of... Indiana Jones as like an archaeologist goes and looks for treasure. I was thinking it's, that's basically what, how you could describe like we're the Millers yeah. or like Euro Trip. Yeah. Right? Just kind of like a band of misfits like tags together out on the open road and gets more than they bargained for, you know, like what? <laughs> What does that even mean? Alright, so we're so. going to go ahead and watch it, and then we'll come back with our review. Okay, so we have screened Wild Hogs, and let's go ahead and start with the acting. Hold on, let's first start with, what is the budget of this movie? So this movie cost $60 million. And it made $170 million. It made $253 million. Oh, that's got to be worldwide, because the stat I saw was... 170 probably domestic so essentially four times its budget yes which i think by any metric is success even mm -hmm. you know we've talked before about how you never necessarily know the marketing and all the different pieces that don't get included in the budget that do end up costing the studio money yeah so there was actually supposed to be a sequel oh god but i guess the movie Old Dogs, starring John Travolta and Robin Williams, failed, so they tanked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that came up on the list of... <laughs> Basically, Tim Allen, John Travolta, and Martin Lawrence, in addition to being in this movie, were all kind of in other really bad comedies around in the, that same decade, or that the same few years span. So... In the late aughts. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, at that point, you know, they're beyond their prime of Hollywood, so 
they kind of have to. So for women, they go from being the hot, young, sexy, whatever, to be playing the moms, whereas men have to start playing like the comedic middle-aged, middle, middle-life crisis dad yeah. roles or they whatever. they can't be the, the hot male leads anymore. <laughs> Except Bruce Willis. He just keeps, like... He can be that He forever. just keeps beating people up. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about the acting then. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it was terrible. No. It's, it's interesting seeing William H. Macy kind of be, like, the more comedic, like, physical comedy guy. Right. Because he's normally not. I don't know. I've never watched Shameless. I mean, that's a comedy. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't on, seen that either. So I don't know what his character's like on that show. And John Travolta does a good, like, crazy, like, emotional, like, almost Just, Nicolas like, Cage-esque yeah. performance at some times. Like, stress freak out. Yeah. <laughs> and then Martin Lawrence is just Martin Lawrence. Yes. Uh, Tim Allen is just Tim Allen, too. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think he pretty much plays the same kind of Disney dad. And this is whatever. a Disney movie. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not surprising at all. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then Ray Liotta is kind of the, the leader of the biker gang who's supposed to be like a badass, but I don't, I don't know how, how much I buy it. Really? really? No, but Ray Liotta always plays kind of a... I guess. He's always like, well, he's often a criminal or a dirty cop. Maybe it's just um, like physically, I don't believe that Ray Liotta could beat someone up. Really? Well, here's the thing. What I noticed about Ray Liotta in this movie, it made sense in my brain once I thought, oh, this movie's 12 years old. Because he is way like, thin, fit, kind of normal frame in this movie. He has kind of, like, a nowadays, little bit of a beer belly. Well, okay, that's fair. But, I mean, nowadays, he's like John Travolta. Like, he is, you know, he's packed on he's, the pounds. He's widened. Yes, he has widened <laughs> as he's aged. Uh, and, I mean, some to some degree, that might be he's taken on some roles that, you know, would require that. But, yes, mm-hmm. he is much bigger now as a man. <laughs> Which is fine. But yeah, I mean, I don't think the acting was no. The was acting's a bad not what brought movie this movie down. The writing is what brings so this you, movie down. So you have some problems with the story, then? Yes. Okay. What What do you have? So to be fair, this writer, uh, Brad Copeland, doesn't have many movie credits. He wrote Yogi Bear, something called Coffee Town. And Ferdinand, the... The John Cena movie? The cartoon. The John Cena cartoon movie? Yes. And, but he is a writer for Arrested Development and My Name is Earl. I do love Arrested Development. Two very popular comedies. So... Okay, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. They made a movie about Yogi Bear... Oh, yeah. Like, was it an animated, like, I'm guessing, like, it was, 3D animation, modern, you know? It was a mix of live action and oh, computer gosh. animated. Oh, so the, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Justin Timberlake was the voice of Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd was the voice of Yogi Bear. Was this in, like, 2007 It was in 2010. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. I was 
not paying attention to horrible <laughs> movies those years. That's fine. Okay. This movie. So you had a problem with the road trip segments. Because, like, you felt that they didn't really establish them traveling very well. Right. Well, okay, that's a nitpicky thing, but I guess we can go into it. There's a scene where they're, like, now entering Missouri. They're coming from Ohio, by the way, Cincinnati. Now entering Missouri. And then the next thing, it's, like, now entering New Mexico. And I'm like, do the writers not realize that New Mexico and Missouri do not border each other? There's this, um, uh thing called what is it oh yeah texas in between them quite large (laughs) what what annoyed me about that was they had already established that they were going through missouri because they were talking they're like oh you know by my calculations we need to be through illinois you know in the next four hours well i'm thinking we need to be by st louis tonight they could have just skipped that and be like okay they've already established they're going from illinois to st louis now just have show us the Texas sign and then just show us the New Mexico sign. This is completely nitpicky, but why not? I don't care, right? <laughs> Here's the issues that I have with this movie. I don't even know if it could have been if I could imagine a good version of this movie. I guess somewhere there might be. One of the Rotten Tomatoes blurbs that I read in our, you know, brief research about it basically it, it seemed disappointed. It was like this movie could have been City Slickers, but with motorcycles. Have you seen City Slickers? It's like one of my favorite movies. Okay. Same kind of concept, right? A bunch yeah. of middle-aged guys. They're like trying to figure out what is they with their lives. They go on an adventure yeah. every year for Billy Crystal's birthday. Right. And so this year they go to <laughs> uh, what like a cowboy camp yes. kind of thing, the right? cowboy ranch yeah. thing. Yeah, they go to a ranch. So this could have been kind of the same idea. Group of friends that need to find themselves or whatever. But it really, and it falls short, right? And I totally agree with that blurb. That was pretty pretty wise pointing, you know, the comparison. The comparisons I'm going to make are two movies. Okay. It started out as one of these kind of road trippy crazy things happen along the way. Like, a lot of throwaway jokes and scenes, you know? A yeah. lot of just like, oh, this thing happens, and it's, oh, somebody gets hit hit in by a sign or, you know, runs into crashes, does something. And you're like, oh, that's, you know. And then that's it. There's no... There's no intelligent, like, building of humor. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's just... Wouldn't it be funny if this guy got hit in the face with a rake right now? Which, don't get me wrong. Classic jokes like a guy being hit in the face with a rake. Done well. <laughs> I love them. The Simpsons episode where they did that? Hilarious. But, I digress. It So it went from one of these movies, like The Sweetest Thing. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, Road Trip, Euro Trip. These kind of movies where they're... Just crazy stuff's happening along the way, and you're like, oh, man, that's funny. Okay, let's move on, move on, keep the plot going forward, keep them moving forward through the, you know, on the road through America. Yeah. The end of the movie turned into A Bug's Life. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) Okay. And I say A Bug's Life, fully aware that A Bug's Life is just a cartoon remake of The Magnificent Seven, which is just an Americanized remake of Seven Samurai. But this is very much not Seven Samurai Magnificent Seven because 
those, they actually like seriously kind of got a band of misfit mercenaries together, but they actually, they actually all were talented and skilled and good fighters and whatever. They just kind of didn't appear that on the surface in a bug's life. They are not. They it's yeah. a con, right? Like they are actors. Yeah, they don't understand the situation, and so that's kind of what happens here. And they end up inadvertently saving the town. Well, first the town thinks they've been saved by these guys, and so they're the local heroes. But then the actual biker gang shows up in force, and it basically is the, the climax of a bug's life, right? <laughs> yeah. I, and so, it was weird to have it go from, like, I can almost understand, it's very stereotypical, the first half of this movie, right? Yeah. This this comedy, gross-out, stupid humor road trip kind of thing, because we've seen it before. And we have saw it, not that we didn't see it, because we don't necessarily go see all these movies. You might have. Vacation, right? When they remade Vacation, like, yes, two years I ago? Yes, I did watch that. Same kind of movie, right? Yeah. Kind okay. Of. So Hollywood's gonna keep making these movies. We can agree on that, right? Yeah. There is, and obviously this movie made money. Mm-hmm. It was successful. So the formula works. It would just be nice if, with that working formula, they would put in enough effort to like make the overarching story good. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird to have it turn from that movie to all of a sudden we're in this, oh, we got to save the town kind of mode, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of the story, so besides the fact that you felt it was lazy, it's not like it doesn't make sense. It's not like it's hard to follow. It's not terrible writing. It's just, it could have been better. It's pretty terrible writing. Really? Like, the first half of the movie... Before it, before we actually got like a plot, a clear direction towards the resolution, where it's gonna be, oh, they gotta save this town, they gotta stand up to the, you know, biker gang, etc. Before that, it was so cringeworthy. Like there was so <laughs> much cringeworthy humor and a lot of like homophobic. Yes, jokes, that's exactly part of it. Which I don't think wouldn't wouldn't play nowadays, but. 2007 wasn't that far I mean, off, though. It's not like this is from the 90s or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, like... come a long way in that short time. True, but I mean, that still would get done. Yeah. You know, by some... It, not a lot of places, but there's definitely still studios that would make movies that had stuff like that. Okay, so I saw you reaching for the iPad a couple times. Is... Do you think this movie's engaging? Yeah. <sighs> It's not not engaging, but it's not super exciting to watch. And the cringeworthy, honestly, the cringeworthy things kind of made me uncomfortable. Like, I was kind of like, oh my god. Like, we watched All About Steve, which also has a poor score on both of the aggregate sites that we use. Um, That had some cringeworthy moments, but at least that, like, I honestly... As, as weird as it is to say, I think the comedy in that movie was way better than this movie. <laughs> you you kind of don't like cringe humor, though. It's not even... But, okay, I don't think this was trying to be cringe. Okay. 
Ricky it's not Gervais, like the UK version of The Office. Ricky Gervais is trying to be cringe, right? Like, the whole point is to make the audience uncomfortable and to kind of put a mirror up to that and have you laugh at your own uncomfortable, awkward feelings. Uh-huh. This wasn't trying to do that. It was legitimately trying to be funny, and there were times where it was like, no, dude, no. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Okay, can so... We, can we... Can we agree that the whole thing with the gay cop was just bad? Yeah, it like, definitely should have been. Setting like aside the inappropriateness of offensive whatever, like, it just wasn't funny. Like, yeah. it was just, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you obviously think there are a lot of things this movie does poorly. Do you think it did anything well? I mean, okay. It's a decent, like, family movie. The fact that you said it was a Disney movie doesn't really surprise me. Because looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know, there really wasn't anything that would earn it a poor rate. You know, there's, a, like, a one rate. middle finger. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't anything super offensive. Yeah. As far, well, there was. <laughs> there were super offensive. But there wasn't, jokes aside, there wasn't anything that wouldn't offend in the sense that it, if it is offensive it would fly over the head of your eight-year-old or something that you're gonna go see right yeah and, which is weird what is what is the target audience of this movie like is it families is it 50 year old dudes that want to laugh about the idea of recapturing their youth because they relate to these characters yeah, i don't know i'm I, I really don't know either it's i feel like it probably is just meant to be like a family movie in that there's stuff that kind of everyone can enjoy mm -hmm. like the kids will like the stupid you know physical right. humor and the probably the fighting because the kids parents. like that and the parents will like relate to the main characters yeah. um so when i watched this when it came out i think i want to say i watched it with my parents or something but at this point i was college age. Your dad would probably like this movie, right? You know, I was I don't remember if he okay. liked it or not. But he might not, but I wouldn't be surprised if he I remember liking it even though I was a young, you know, twenty something, like not the target audience, I feel right. like. But I still enjoyed the movie then. And even watching it now, like I don't know. I mean you hated a lot of it, but I still feel like it's like a nice heartwarming story about friendship and you know, staying true to yourself and... Okay. <laughs> I will say this. As far as what this movie did well, I did think there was genuine chemistry between the main four characters. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's very different backgrounds. It seems weird. Like, I don't know how these guys knew each other from obviously college or high school or something, right? So it's, yeah, it seems like John Travolta and Tim Allen were friends in high school. And then they've obviously known William H. Macy for a while because they make a joke about him being at John Travolta's wedding. Right. And then we don't know how they met Martin Lawrence, but they've all been friends for a long time, it seems. Right. That aside, not having... I mean, we do have clues, but we don't have explicit explanation. Yeah, there's no, like, flashbacks. There wasn't a point where I'm like, these guys would never be friends. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, so William H. Macy's character is kind of like the 
the friend of the group that everybody always makes fun of. Right, and like, every group has that. Yeah, guy so right they here. like they kind of poke fun at his like sexuality because he is like scared of talking to women. Right, and tries really hard, but sucks at it because he's a you know self proclaimed nerd. Yeah, and Martin Lawrence is obviously the kind of more like most what, what did they call it in high school like the funniest what, class clown mm-hmm. or whatever like he's making a lot of the jokes even though his oppressive wife kind of keeps him in line and i did as far as him being like the token black guy in this i uh-huh. kind of actually appreciated the scene where william h macy makes some kind of crack about telling black jokes and martin lawrence is like oh really huh huh you know <laughs> yeah because it was a way to like on its face, you could kind of be like, oh, he's the token black guy in the group, but he's kind of like, he's like hanging with the white guys. He's kind of, you know what I'm saying? He's not necessarily like the, a strong, like, portrait of black identity in film. Does that uh-huh. make sense? But at the same time, that scene kind of made him that for a moment. So you're, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. not just the, I don't know. It's like in Baywatch when... Um, Zach Efron is trying to be like you people, and The Rock is like, "What do you mean, you people?" <laughs> yeah. Like that moment. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> so, do you wish you had not watched this movie? Like, I it really seems like you didn't like I, it. I don't know. I really. I mean, I never want to watch it again. That's for sure. <laughs> like, if you were, if if I ever come downstairs in eight years. And you're, and I'm like, oh, what are you watching? And you're like, oh, like Wild Hogs. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm gonna be like. I'll see you in two hours. Like, I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> I'm not to the point where I wish I have... I'm not to the point where I wish I could have, like, the time back. But it really kind of makes me... Like, thinking about it, analyzing it, makes me realize that I just probably don't have much use for this type of movie. Mm-hmm. So when they make a movie like this in three years... You know, that's whether it's a family going on vacation, like vacation, you know, like the remake of Vacation, because the first Vacation movies are, you know, they're funny. Whether it be like that or like, you know, Euro Trip, something like that. Something, one of them's going to come out, a movie like that, and I'm going to watch the trailer and I'm going to go, yep, no desire to see that. Like, Euro Trip is great, though. That is, yeah, I will admit. I think I've seen it. I, I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it. I don't remember much of it. All I remember is that Matt Damon steals the dude's girlfriend and has the song Scotty Doesn't Know. And then and like, Scotty Doesn't Know follows them. Through yes. The and that's hilarious. That is funny. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, I don't feel like... I feel like out of all the movie, the types of movies that they keep redoing... I feel like the road trip movie is kind of something that doesn't get used enough. And I think it can be done very well, like with the original vacation movies. You're talking about comedies? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to point out, interestingly, there was kind of a cameo, surprise cameo in this movie that maybe you wouldn't get, but I did. So the biker who shows up at the end... The old, you know, wise sage biker. Mm-hmm. So that's Peter Fonda, right? Yes. He was in Easy Rider oh. with Dennis Hopper. Very famous movie about 
you know, just these couple of guys in like the Vietnam War era, just, you know, out on the open road. And the, the whole thing, it's very, it's very much, uh, you know, a, a film trying to capture that essence of the, you know, the kind of counterculture of freedom of the, the and the freedom road. of you know bikers back then yeah and so I was kind of oh yeah it's kind of interesting you know that they they had him do that it's kind of a reference to you know a much better movie about motorcycle <laughs> I will say this movie did slightly inspire my interest in in owning a scooter in scooters and motorcycles okay. <laughs> yes she's owned two scooters in the time we've been married. Yes, I just love the idea of the, I mean, going on like a ride with like a group of people, even if you don't really know them that well, is so much fun. Right. And like, even if you're not talking, even if you're not talking, just like the camaraderie of the road and experiencing the same like place at the same time is a lot of fun. Well, and I've mentioned to you when we've gone on road trips in our car, not on, you know, two wheeled vehicles, but (laughs) in a car. It's some of the fondest memories I have of our marriage, you know? Yeah. Like, we go in somewhere new, like, disconnecting from the world. Sometimes we'll just drive somewhere just for fun, like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Just to go see somewhere new. Yeah. Um, Yeah, disconnecting from the world and just kind of being together and, you know, listening to music and talking and just musing on things. It's, it is... Very uh, satisfying. And granted, it's harder to do that on a bike because of the wind, but you get kind of that same feeling. Right. I imagine that is going to be more almost like a meditative kind of thing. You're not necessarily getting the conversation and company you do in a car when you're disconnected, but you do kind of just get, I mean, especially because a lot of people go out on by themselves. Yeah, you get to just kind of clear your mind and just focus on the road. Yeah, I have a lot of coworkers that ride bikes and... You know, yeah, I get it. It's fun. It's interesting though. You're you might be right. Like it has been a really long time since a movie has really explored that. Yes. At the same time, this movie was never going to try to do that because this movie no. is a comedy. It's a Disney comedy. Yes, that's true. It's all about you know oh reconnecting with your friendships and and whatever. It just like I say, I think maybe there could have been a good version of this movie somewhere (laughs) and honestly here's the thing if the first half had had genuinely good comedy and then it turns into a bug's life i'm gonna be sitting here going well it's kind of formulaic but i did it was funny i laughed well they kind of set up a joke where so william h macy poops in the woods but instead of digging a hole and burying it he puts it in like a target bag plastic bag and is like, oh, I'm going to go hang it up in a tree so a bear doesn't get it. Instead of, like, the cop coming along, it should have been a bear, like, trying to get the poop bag from yeah. the tree. <laughs> that would have been a lot more unexpected and, you know. Or, or more expected, but. More expected, but, but you'd be fine potentially with it, funnier. It would have been well, you know, the expected setup for the. Yeah, the even if they're like, there's no bears around here. And then, like. Right. Haha, ha, there is a bear. Or a mountain lion. Whatever. Right. Some sort of other <laughs> creature. Maybe it's because I have, like, for some reason, I have, like, fond memories of this movie. 
it's not to the same level as like when we watched Hook and I had that like nostalgic like heartstring pull. Right, because that you actually because that one I loved that. and watched multiple times as a child. This one I only remember watching like when it came out, maybe once after that if I was bored and it was on TV. But I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's a silly fun story. But I don't know, it's just a stupid... Like, what's fun about it, though, I guess? I I like the idea of, you know, just having those solid friendships and, you know, being there for each other. So it's a buddy... It's like a it's buddy a movie. It's a buddy whatever movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is that. I guess if that's the kind of thing you like, then... It's too much of a qualifier. I think I, you really thing. didn't like this I movie. Really, I didn't hate it. <laughs> but it's like, it's going to be in my like bottom however many of the movies we watched so far, which was like almost 20 Yeah, doing this. It's like bottom five, definitely. So in your mind, it definitely deserves the one star. It's, it's below all about Steve. <laughs> which I actually didn't hate either i mean to like i say that mainly as a qualifier in the sense that most people think that was a very terrible terrible movie we actually weirdly kind of kind of like kind of liked it like i was like it's a two star and she was like i love this movie but <laughs> the one thing i was gonna say also is like, like i was saying that you know if this movie had been formulaic but the comedy had been good i could forgive it just like how there's so many comedies where it's, oh, this horrible thing is threatening our whatever. We need to somehow miraculously do a thing to raise money to save the town's whatever. You know, the save the factory, save yeah. the orphanage, save the hospital, save the nursing home. Which I could probably name a movie for every single one of those things, right? Yes. But usually, and a lot of those movies that I'm thinking of right now, Blues Brothers, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Tommy Boy, etc. Some of them are good. Some of them are not as good. Tommy Boy is kind of a road trip movie too, huh? Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is in this kind of genre. It's the buddy. It's the buddy road trip. The buddy road trip movie. Kind of thing. Yeah. The point is, I can forgive the formulaicness of those movies because they are kind of always they follow the same checklist of, you know, oh, we need to save our whatever. We need to do all these things. We need to go out on the hero's journey, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> in order to, you know, accomplish our quest and return. And then we will have saved the day and saved the, you know, hospital, factory, town, whatever. If the comedy was good, the formula is okay. The formula works. These movies get made. As I, I mean, we can list off a bunch that follow the same script. Yeah. And some of them have genuinely like beloved followings i mean tommy boy is not a great movie but it's a funny movie yeah. like there's you the average person is gonna be like oh yeah i like that movie that's funny <laughs> like i they'll they could quote a few things you know blues brothers people like love that movie well one of the reasons i was interested to do this movie not only because i liked it the first time i saw it but because it kind of does go along with our whole deal for this podcast is that audiences will a lot of the times like a movie that critics did not like true so this has a 14 percent on rotten tomatoes like we mentioned yes what do you think 
it has from audiences. Like 65. Yeah, 61%. Yeah. And then in terms of people who've rated it on Google, which... Like three and a half stars. Well, they do. It's percentages. Okay. 70%. 92%. Once again, I know I've mentioned this like a dozen times on this podcast. But anyway, so... Audiences are self-selecting. Yes, The kind true. of people that say, oh, that looks like a funny movie. I'm going to go see it. A lot of the times, they're the ones that will enjoy it. And so it's not really a surprise when 90% of viewers enjoy a movie or 60% or whatever. See, I mean, I know you say that a lot, but I feel like the majority... Or not the majority of the time, but some of the time, audiences don't like it, and critics didn't like it. Yeah, true. Or critics did like it, and audiences did like it. So it's kind of, maybe it is the more rare circumstance where either, one, critics loved it, and audiences hated it, which I have seen a couple times. And then, yeah, that's, yeah. And then our version, where critics Jedi. hate audiences, wait, what was it? The Last Jedi. Oh, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the critics love it and audience were, audiences yeah. were very mixed. Um, and then our version where critics hated it, but audiences loved it, which most recently was like Venom. Um, yes. So it does happen more rarely, but it does happen. Venom's a little bit different just because there were plenty of critics where that were like, this is not a good movie. This is a really awesome movie. <laughs> like, what? Like, like it's no, it's fun. not good. It's fun to watch, but it's not critically good. It's not good, but you should definitely go see it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make Is that sense. like, like, is that the, is it the, um, the like two pound bacon cheeseburger, you know, called the cardiac arrest at whatever fancy restaurant, you know, or whatever, you know, talking like that kind of thing yeah. where it's like, no, it's definitely, it's horrible for you. You should definitely order it's one. It's horrible for you, but it's delicious. It's, yeah, it's definitely delicious. Order one, but don't yeah. eat it. Like, you should not. As a doctor, I'm recommending you don't eat it. But definitely, like, order it. It's awesome. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can see the good in this movie. And, yeah, I understand that, critically, it's not great. It's very formulaic. It is it is lazy writing sometimes. But I still enjoyed it. I'm not going to say go watch it, but... But she kind of wants to. But I kind of want to. If I, if I liked it, she'd be like, we loved it. Go watch it. No. <laughs> to its credit, it is a complete movie. That's true. Because one of the movies that I compared it to earlier on was The Sweetest Thing. And my biggest complaint about that movie is that it's like half a movie. <laughs> Don't watch The Sweetest Thing. It's only half a movie. It's well, so, watch, unf it's watch, so unfinished. This is my 30 thing. seconds about The Sweetest Thing, which we're not going to watch. <laughs> On this podcast. No, he refuses. Probably. I don't want to watch it again. It'll probably be one of my Saturday live tweet movies. <laughs> okay, great. I don't want to watch it again. She was like, oh, you, you never saw this? It's a fun little road trip, rom-com, something, whatever. Except, like, it's not at all a rom-com. Yeah. It's, there's no, they're just, what? They just, okay, they're no, do they even end up together at the end? They I don't do. remember. They do, but it's like, It's very why? ambiguous that they end up together. Right, he's yeah. just like, never mind, I'm leaving you at the altar. And she was like, good, I didn't actually want to marry you anyway. And then he ends up with uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, like, that movie is basically the first half of this movie. And then combined with, like, the final meeting on the Empire State Building. And for some reason, there's like, musical numbers also. <laughs> not a good movie. This, also not a good movie. Not the worst movie ever, but not... The not worst. I don't know. 
Not not the not worst movie. One of the worst movies that we've watched. Not one of the worst movies I've ever seen, because I've seen some real bad movies. That's true. But this is definitely, like, I'm not infuriated the way I was when we watched Patient Zero. Yeah. And But I'm also not, like... In, like overjoyed at subjecting someone else to the horribleness of it the way that I was with Highlander too. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just bleh. It's just, yeah. Alright. Well, there you go. It's just it's, a not good movie. It's a not good bleh. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of One Star Bazaar. Next week we will be joined by a professor of history from the University of Arizona as we talk about Pompeii, starring Kit Harrington. Jon Snow! So catch him in that before you catch the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs>